All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the daily morning update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 29th of October. First up, an update on the COVID-19 pandemic. I know you're probably tired of hearing this, but it's a good idea to keep a track of what's happening. In the 24 hours to 8 a.m. yesterday, there were just under 44,000 fresh cases reported according to the Health Ministry. That lower addition and the higher rate of recovery means that India's active cases have now fallen to 6.1 lakh. In the top news, the ongoing pandemic has seemingly not had a major impact on the voter turnout in the first phase of the Bihar Assembly elections. The voter turnout was recorded at 53.54% according to the provisional data. Remember, this is the first major election to be held after the outbreak of the virus. In fact, availability of a vaccine against the virus was a major poll promise that has been made. The poll percentage is likely to go up and could even beat the 54.75% number recorded in 2015. And that's because the Election Commission, as of last night, was still updating the data with more inputs from 71 constituencies spread across 16 districts. The other big story at the start of the day is international markets. US equities fell sharply as both that country and several in Europe contained with the second wave of the coronavirus pandemic. In the US, of course, volatility is almost a given, with the presidential elections now only days away. In fact, the volatility index in the US has climbed to the highest since June. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell by over 940 points overnight, while the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq declined by 3.5 and 3.7% respectively. Oil has continued its slide as rising U.S. crude stockpiles added to the uncertainty. Futures in New York were lower by as much as 6.2% at one point yesterday, which is the biggest intraday fall in three weeks. A report showed that U.S. domestic crude oil inventories rose 4.32 million barrels last week, which is the biggest increase since July. As of this morning, Brent crude, which is what we track more actively here in India, was trading at $39.7 to the barrel. On to news from back home. Evasive replies from several government agencies on the creation of the Arogya Setu application has attracted the Central Information Commission's attention. The CIC has issued a show-cause notice to the central government and its officials after they failed to respond to an RTI query on the app's origin. The order by Information Commissioner Vanaja Sarna comes on the heels of the RTI query that was filed by activist Saurav Das. In his complaint, the activist said that his query received no reply from the Central Public Information Officer, National E-Governance Division, Ministry of Electronic and uh, Information Technology and its Central Public Information Officer. Even the National Informatics Center, which is the developer of the application, said it does not hold any information on the creation of the application, is what Das told the CIC. 
Moving on, smartphone shipments rose to a record in India in the quarter ended September, aided by pent-up demand as lockdown restrictions eased and the festive season rush started kicking in. As many as 53 million units were shipped in the three months ending September in India, that's a 9% year-on-year increase. Samsung overtook Xiaomi to become the leading brand in the Indian market after two years with a 24% market share. It's also the fastest brand to recover to pre-COVID levels. And with that, it's over to Hormuz Fatakia for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning Hormuz, how are we looking today? Very good morning to you, Alex, and to all of those who have tuned in. What is common between the IPL and the earnings season? Well, both are headed towards their respective business ends. So today, on the day of the October FNO series expiry, I bring to you the top 10 earnings reactions that you should be watching out for in today's session. First up, Larson & Tubro has maintained that it will not be giving guidance for the current financial year as it is still discovering the new normal in the post-COVID era. It also said that private capex will be tough over the next two years. The silver lining, it has declared a dividend of 18 rupees a share. Axis Bank says that as of September the 30th, there have been no loan restructuring requests made to the bank. The lender has made provisions worth over 1800 crore rupees for loans that may be restructured. In terms of earnings, the bank's core income and net profit were ahead of estimates, while asset quality improved as compared to the previous quarter. Hero Motor Corp has registered significant market share gains in the second quarter according to its management which expects the momentum to continue into the festive season. It has also launched four new variants across motorcycles and scooter segments while the two-wheeler maker reported growth in revenue and net profits led by strong rural demand and improvement in its supply chain. On the lines of Larsen and Tubro, Cummins India 2 will not be providing a full-year revenue guidance for FY21. While domestic business has recovered to 80% of pre-COVID levels, exports grew 18% over the previous year. The company also said that visibility for end market recovery still appears limited. RBL Bank says that the Reserve Bank of India has allowed Maple BV, an entity indirectly associated with Bering PE Asia, to acquire up to 9.99% stake in the lender. It has made COVID-related provisions worth 310 crore rupees this quarter, while the lender's triple B and below exposure has come down by over 2200 crore rupees as compared to the previous quarter. Disbursements for PNB housing finance have reached 86% of pre-COVID levels. The housing finance lender reported gross NPAs of 2.59%, which on classification of certain accounts as NPAs would have been 3.04%. It has approved raising funds to the tune of 1800 crore rupees and will also get capital infusion worth over 600 crore rupees from Punjab National Bank. In a sign of stress amongst its borrowers, Canfin Homes has extended asset classification benefits to accounts worth 660 crore rupees this quarter. The number is three times the amount in the March quarter, which stood at 210 crores. The results, however, were a strong beat with core income and net profits rising over 30% from last year. ICICI Securities reported an 82% jump in its broking income as compared to last year, while active clients rose 17% to the highest ever total of 1.56 million. It has also declared an interim dividend of 8 rupees a share. 
AU Small Finance Bank says that visibility on growth has improved significantly and that further clarity should emerge in the next two months. The lender's gross and net NPA for the quarter were at 1.5% and 0.5% respectively with no new provisions related to COVID-19. And lastly, Naveen Florin says that while companies' operations have attained normalcy since the resumption of operations post the lockdown, the challenges still exist. EBITDA margins rose to 28.4% this quarter, aided by operating leverage, while other parameters were ahead of estimates. Today's earnings, we have two nifty ones, namely Maruti Suzuki and BPCL, while non-index names include Bank of Baroda, Canara Bank, Havels, Indigo, Loris Labs, Sriram Transport Finance, Vodafone Idea, TVS Motors, among many others. I'll quickly run you through some stocks which will be in focus aside of earnings. Ajanta Pharma, which will be considering a proposal for buyback of shares on the 3rd of November. NTPC, which has entered into a foreign currency loan agreement worth 3,582 crore rupees with financial institutions of the Japanese government. HSIL's board has approved setting up a specialty glass facility at a cost of 220 crore rupees. The facility will have a capacity of 150 tons per day. And VA Tech Wabag, which has filed a writ petition in the Delhi High Court against the Delhi Jal Board after it was barred from participating in Delhi Jal Board tenders for a period of three years. Early ticks on the SGX Nifty indicated that the index traded 60 points lower, around the mark of 11,660. That's all from me today. Do stay tuned to Bloomberg Quint for the all-you-need-to-know copy, our market blog, and a host of other stories. With that, I hand it back to Alex and wish you a safe day ahead. Thanks, Holmes. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.